Today we're going to talk a little bit about hope and faith and what it means in the, the tough times when we don't see God at work, when we don't see how God is answering our prayers, when we don't understand why things are happening. And we're going to do this through Zechariah's song of Advent. Let's go to Luke chapter 1. Get it pulled up here. His father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and has redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. The word of God for the people of God. Waiting is not something that I am very good at. You'll notice um, in the, the Advent booklet for next Sunday, and you don't have to read it until then, but I start off my sentence saying, I just don't want to wait. My parents would tell you I'm very impatient. My friends would tell you I'm very impatient, but I've learned a great deal through waiting. See, there's, there's a couple of things that waiting does for us. Waiting speaks to who we are and what our motives are. Waiting builds patience in our lives. Have you ever prayed for patience? A little piece of advice, don't do that. You will get it. You'll learn the hard way. Waiting builds anticipation, transforms our character, and builds an intimacy and dependency on God that is unmatched. We've all encountered a waiter or a waitress in the restaurant, I'm sure in the last few days, if not in the last month or so. And one of the things that, um, that we have lost in our culture is actually the meaning of what being a waiter is. The origin of this word is, is such that originally a waiter would come to your table and would stand and wait for you to tell them what you need as a patron of that restaurant. Now when we go to a restaurant, we sit at our table and we wait for the waiter. 
Zechariah had to do a lot of waiting. He and his wife, Elizabeth, waited a long time for their son, John the Baptist. It was in, in Luke chapter 1, verse 7, it, it speaks to how long they had to wait. We don't really know, but we assume they were probably in their 90s. This would be like Miss Doris Gilbert having a baby. Can y'all picture that? I can't either. He waited his whole life. And when he went into the temple, it was his turn to go in and, and to pray and to light the incense. And when he lit the incense, it was the custom for the people at the time, when the priest would light the incense, they would wait outside the temple and they would be in prayer. And God gave him a vision of the child that he would have. And we know when this happened with Abraham and Sarah, Sarah laughed. Zechariah, we don't really know what his reaction was. I'm sure it was a great surprise, but we do know that he was rendered mute. Couldn't speak. He comes out of the temple that day, and people have been impatient because he's been in there praying far too long. And he comes out and he begins to, to sign and to symbol to them and, to, and they realize all of a sudden that he has been in the presence of the Holy One. He has been in the presence of God who has laid something so magnanimous on his heart that he can't speak about it. The people had to wait right along with Zechariah and Elizabeth throughout a pregnancy. If you've, if you've opened your email this morning or looked at the Advent booklet, you see a, a, an Advent devotional from Stuart on what it's like to wait for a baby. You see what it means to wait. That's, a, that's hard stuff. It takes takes a lot of faith to be patient and to wait. Zechariah had to wait silently for John's birth. He had to wait and not say a word while Elizabeth was pregnant. Now, most pregnant women would probably love for their husbands to be rendered mute during pregnancy. But not Zechariah and Elizabeth, I don't think. Oh, the conversation they would have had how good God is. How even though they had to wait, God was doing something so huge and so incredible. And it was through the child that they would bear at an age that people shouldn't be having children. Israel had waited for the fulfillment of Messianic prophecy for 400 years. They waited for news of the Messiah, for the Messiah to be born. And their child, the one they waited all their life for, their child, the one who Zechariah had to wait to say and match Elizabeth, his name will be John. It was their child that would prepare the way of hope. 
through Christ. It was their child who in the womb would literally leap for joy at the very presence of the Messiah in Mary's womb. That's always been a piece of scripture that has fascinated me. I believe God is working in us from the time of our conception going forward. I believe God is working in the lives of parents and in communities who are expecting these children. And I believe that God is working to give hope, to remind us that just like every spring, the buds bloom, life is coming, and in this way, he would give us life abundant. Zechariah and Elizabeth were chosen. Now, each one of y'all are chosen. Did you know that? God has a purpose for you. God has something for you, and, and you may be waiting to find out what that's about. But in the process of waiting, your faith is going to deepen and grow, and you're going to become more and more intimate in your relationship with God in ways that you simply cannot fathom. Regardless of where you are, whether you are just beginning a relationship with Christ, whether you have just heard the name Jesus in the last 24 hours, or whether you have an incredibly deep relationship with him, it's going to continue to grow as your faith strengthens. It's such a gift from God to have that kind of faith through Christ. It, it leaves me speechless. It was a hard way for Israel to wait that 400 years for this king to come. And here this king is coming in the life of a teenage girl. And Zechariah's son would have a role in that. I believe at the end of that time period, he would have thought the wait was worth it. His faith had to be so incredibly strong. And that's why with, with a voice, and it's, it's kind of ironic, God has a sense of humor that I'm talking about Zechariah who was rendered mute on a day when I'm hoping my voice makes it through the sermon. Um, but Zechariah had to wait all this time to say, praise be to God for all that you've done. He talks about raising a horn. That's a king. A horn in salvation, in, in scripture, means a king. He talks about God raising a king that will come and bring hope to a world that needs hope desperately. Have you had to wait? I can remember being in third grade and we had a science project and I wasn't real big on science, but I liked this one. We got to watch and journal every single day as the caterpillar turned into a cocoon 
And then the cocoon opened up and out comes the butterfly. It's amazing that that kind of metamorphosis could happen. Weddings are times when we wait. We wait for them to get here. The first thing that somebody says when they find out you're engaged is, when's the big day? They want to put it on their calendar. They want to mark it down. They want to say, I'm going to be there to watch you embrace this love that God has given you. And then the day comes. And here we are, and we have to sit, and we have to wait, and the bride has to wait, and the groomsmen have to wait, and they're all standing there going, can 2 o'clock or 6 o'clock or whenever it is, just come on and get here. And then just like that, those vows are said, and everything is different. Perhaps it's waiting for a flight. <laughs> if you travel, you know that when you go to the airport, you wait in line to check in. You wait in line to check your bag. I'm going to have to go this direction. You wait in line then to go through security. You wait in line to then get on the train, to then go to the gate, to sit and wait. Do you have faith that that plane's going to come and you're going to get to your destination? Most of the time, I think we do. That's not always something I'm feeling real certain about. My most recent flight, the plane wasn't there until about 20 minutes beforehand. That made me kind of nervous. I know my faith in Christ is solid. I don't have to wait to know that. Perhaps it's the day before school starts and the kids, maybe they're not so happy about it. Who knows? But somebody has been waiting for school to start, to go and learn, to go and teach children. Or perhaps, I'm going to go way back for me, it's the wait for the homecoming dance or the prom Perhaps it's the wait to get your driver's license. We all have a season of waiting. In that time, while we are, while we are anticipating, while we are being transformed, while we are in that cocoon waiting to break free and fly, God is doing amazing things. And just like with Zechariah, we wait, and we wait expectantly. There is nothing more precious, well, there's nothing more precious to me than seeing a child who has waited for Christmas morning. They, are, they will get up early that morning. I mean, it can be 5 o'clock in the morning, and they don't care if you want to sleep. They are ready for Christmas morning. 
I see some smiles out here. I don't hear many amens, but I do see some smiles out there. We're to wait just like that for the coming of Christ. Israel waited for his birth. They waited 400 years. And Zechariah's faith grew as he waited for a child that he had probably given up on to be born to prepare the way for the Messiah. And then he watched as the story unfolded. We are called in Matthew, Mark, and Luke to have a childlike faith. We are reminded again and again and again that if we don't come like a child to the kingdom of God, we're not going to get in. If we don't come so exuberant and so happy to receive that grace, What are we waiting for? God has the best gift ever waiting for you with his grace. Nothing can top it. Absolutely nothing. If we wait like children wait to see Santa at the end of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade... If we can wait, I know this is going to date me too, but that's okay. There are those little advent calendars that you get to open one every day and you get another piece of candy or something like that. And some of us wait for that piece of candy. We look forward to it in our time of devotion. Perhaps we're, we're waiting on that one Christmas movie to come out, whether it's Elf or Polar Express or It's a Wonderful Life or Miracle on 34th Street, whatever it is, or perhaps it's a Charlie Brown Christmas is coming on and you get your popcorn and your blanket and your hot chocolate. That's a weird combination, but it's so good. Perhaps it's the anticipation of knowing whether Santa really is going to eat the cookies and the milk that you leave out Christmas Eve. Children and Christmas teach us so much about waiting. Just turn on your cable television about 24 hours before Christmas Eve and you will start to see the radar tracking In 1 Corinthians 13, one of the things that is used to describe love is patience. Love is patient. Right off the bat. Don't have to wait for that one. Love is patient. We are to be patient. How patient are we with the waiter at our lunch on Sundays? With our waitress. Do we leave and they say, I'm so glad that this church crowd has come and gone? Or do they say, you know, I hope they're back next Sunday. 
They're really awesome people. I, I, you know, might need to check out their church one day. Might need to figure out what it is that makes them tick. We're called to make the most of the wait. We are called to embrace the wait, to be expectant. What are you waiting for? What is the thing that you are waiting for? Faith is a fluid kind of thing. And some days I find that my faith is stronger than others. And I'm grateful that on those days that there's someone there coming up usually to say, you know, don't know why, but you've been on my mind and just want you to know I'm thinking about you praying for you. It's all I need. Faith is something that comes from a supernatural peace of God that he gives and gives to us through his grace. Faith is something that is childlike, that is one that that works in, in mysterious ways. We don't understand how all of this works sometimes. Sometimes we do. But we know that waiting on the Lord brings joy and, he, and peace and healing and hope. Cling to his word. When life gets to be too hard, cling to his word. When the challenges are in front of you, cling to his word. No matter how hard we try, we can't rush the calendar to get to a particular day. No matter how hard we try, we can't control many things that affect the things that we're waiting on. No matter how hard we try, we stand in need of grace. We can't save ourselves. It's the Christ child who comes that brings us salvation. Zechariah's faith in waiting for that Christ child, in leading his people as a religious leader in his community, and his faith as he would come and show them what it meant not only to have waited for this baby, but to wait to be able to say, look, this is my son. Look what God can do. It's amazing. Would you pray with me? Lord, we come before you with songs of faith in our hearts this morning. It may not be the words that, that Zechariah spoke, but we are so thankful for all that you have done for us. We come and we wait expectantly for what you are about to do next. And in this Advent season, we come waiting and hoping that the faith required in waiting will grow us that it will grow and strengthen us into an intimate and deep relationship with you. 
that we might have the words to come out that, that someone else needs to hear or that you might speak through that person sitting right next to us could change a life. We thank you for your son, Jesus, and all that he has done for us because of you. Amen.